this morning. Acts chapter number eight. Well, my heart's full this morning. <laughs> Hadn't the Lord been good? <laughs> you know, it's not always going to be like this for you, young people. You're not always going to be a student in the Christian school. You're not always going to be in the youth group. You ought to take full advantage of it this morning. <laughs> Acts chapter number 8, first of the chapter, verse number 4. It says, Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. It said they were scattered abroad and went everywhere preaching the word. You say, well, I'm not a preacher. I ain't saying you got to be a preacher to preach the word. But I'm praying. Brother Seth, I'm praying God lets me and all my friends go everywhere and preach the word. I'm praying God lets us all lock arms together. And there's not a rock not turned over for the gospel's sake. And uh, that God lets us go everywhere. I'm talking about everywhere. God lets us touch the whole world. Preaching the word. And uh, no telling what God has here this morning. No telling what God has. And uh, you say, well, Brother Colton, I'm, I'm about halfway messed up. <laughs> we all are this morning. <laughs> you say, I'm about halfway, can't hardly do right. Well, <laughs> that's about all of us this morning. And uh, you, listen, you ought to just serve God. Some of you guys about to graduate. You ought to just serve God. Listen, you, I know it's nerve-wracking. Are y'all nervous about graduating? Any of you guys nervous about that? Listen, you don't have to have it all figured out this morning. You don't have to have the next 10 years of your life planned out this morning. You ought to just relax a little bit and enjoy God. Just listen to God. Listen, we put so much pressure on our young people to have their whole lives planned out for the next 40 years, and they hadn't even got good and graduated yet. God help us not to do that. And listen, you don't have to have it all figured out this morning. You just need to get where God is and listen to God. And uh, let God lead you and guide you. And uh, I'm praying you go everywhere preaching the word. I'm praying God fills us all full and lets us go everywhere. I'm praying there's not a soul not saved. I'm telling you, I'm looking for God to do some big things. And uh, he wants to use you to do it. How about that this morning? Isn't that wonderful? God, come by. And the Bible said, in whom much is given, much is required. And he's given you a lot. Has, he, has God given you guys anything? And uh, he's given... Listen, you ought to shout this morning. you got a Christian school that you can come to. I know I've told you that a thousand times, but you ought to just get beside yourself shouting this morning that God gave you a safe place you can come. And you ain't got to worry about this or that. You just come to school and you can learn about Jesus and you get to sit in these chapel services and sit in the presence of God and learn the Bible. Isn't that a blessing? Isn't that a blessing? I know personally there are young people that are in your spot that, that, that would love to be in your spot. I've heard them over the years, Brother Josh, beg their mamas and daddies, please let us go to the Christian school. I'm telling you, I've heard them. They would love to be in the place you're sitting this morning. God help us. Let's look in at Acts chapter 8 for just a minute. I'm trying to follow the Lord this morning, and uh, my heart's full. And uh, Boy, listen, you don't ever have to go to the world. I wish you'd hear me this morning. You don't ever have to go. You don't ever have to go mark your life up in sin. Listen, you, you ought to let God get real a whole lot bigger in your attitude and your pride and your, and your wants, and you ought to just turn your life over to Him is what you ought to do this morning. Let's look at Acts. The Bible said in chapter verse number 8, after they had preached in every city, it said there was great joy in that city. And that's what we've been having this morning is great joy. Hadn't it been a good? Hadn't it been good to be in church this morning? Hadn't you had some joy in your soul this morning? And that's because somebody preached to you and you heard the word of God. Bible said they received the word of God and they said they received it gladly. 
And uh, you ought to receive the word of God gladly. Boy, it'd help you. It'd help you. It'd help you if you'd just receive the word of God gladly. If you'd just receive your instructions gladly. God's the one giving these instructions. I know that he uses man to do it, but uh, the Bible says here, we'll read it in just a second. He said, how can I except some man should guide me? And a lot of times we get mad at the messenger for the instructions, but they're coming from the Lord. They're coming out of this King James Bible, and they're coming from God. And you ought to listen when God speaks. You ought to listen when he talks to you. And uh, it said there was great joy. And uh, you ought to have joy this morning that you've received the word of God gladly. And uh, boy, I feel like shouting this morning about it, that God came by. Listen, he didn't have to come by. Listen, I remember when my daddy got right. I'm telling you, I may shout this morning. I remember when everything started changing around our house, Brother Josh, and we started going to church, and I didn't know anything about what was going on. But God was working a whole big old plan. That's why I'm here this morning. And God's done the same thing for some of you. Some of you never even knew about it because God came by and got your parents way before you was ever even born. And you don't know about that past life that God brought them from. But you ought to shout this morning that you're clothed and in your right mind and in church and in chapel this morning, in school, that you're saved this morning, that you ain't marked up by the world and you ain't somewhere drunk this morning. But God saved. Young people, you don't have to ever go to the world. You don't have to ever feel the things that the world has to offer. You young people can serve God all the days of your life. It's at your fingertips. It's obtainable. You can serve God. Does any of y'all want to serve God this morning? You can. If you want to, you can. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your family background. It doesn't matter how much money your family has. It doesn't matter what kind of house you live in. It doesn't matter what kind of clothes are in your closet. God wants to use you this morning. Isn't that wonderful? That's good news, isn't it? I'm telling you, if it was a merit system, I wouldn't have made it. But God set it up where he'll save you and call you and draw you and use you and do things in your life listen if you would give Jesus your life there's no telling what he'd do there's no telling if you just say Lord I'm tired of my attitude I'm tired of my wants I'm tired of trying to fill this flesh with everything if you would give him your life you'll sit back in 10 years and you'll just be in awe what God has done in your life I'm telling you all these things do you desire anything from God do you maybe want to get married one day and have children one day God will give you the desires of your heart if you'll just seek him and you'll serve him You ought to make up your mind this morning that you're just going to give your whole life to God. (laughs) You young people ought to make up your mind first thing in your life. Bible said seek him early and you'll find him. Early in the morning and early in your life. It'd be good. It'd be good if you just made up your mind that you're just going to serve God. Does any of you guys want to serve the Lord? Raise your hand if you want to serve the Lord. Raise your hand if you want to serve the Lord. Boy, isn't that good? I'm, I, I don't know if the Lord just didn't say, all right. <laughs> he didn't just check a little box right beside your name and said, hey, he wants to serve the Lord. Hey, she wants to serve the Lord. If you want to, you can. If you want to, you can. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Listen, God is here in this place, and his presence is here. And listen, he's moving has God spoke to anybody this morning? He worked in your heart this morning. You ought to take heed to it. You ought to take heed to it. Please don't leave out of here the same way you came. Don't leave out of here the same way you came this morning. I'm going to read just a little scripture this morning. I'm trying to figure out what to do. Acts chapter number 8, verse number 26. And it said, The angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise. And go towards the south under the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And the Bible said, and he arose and went. Boy, what if we walked so close to God that he spoke to us that we did what he asked? What if we walked, walked so close to the Lord when he spoke that we arose and did what he asked? It said, and behold, a man of the Ethiopian eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, 
who had a charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship and was returning, sitting in his chariot, read Elias the prophet. Verse 29, it said, Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. The Bible said that the Spirit was talking to Philip. And uh, I wonder, you say, well, I can't feel God, Brother Colton. I can't hear his voice. I wonder if because you hadn't got out of the place you were supposed to get out of first. First thing, the Bible said the angel Lord spake, and he went. I wonder if he's waiting on you to get where you're supposed to be before he can speak to you. I wonder if he's waiting on you to get on the trail where he's asked you to go before he gives you any further instructions. It said, and Philip ran thither to him. I want to say something to you. I'm glad Philip ran. <laughs> Brother Josh, i tell you what I want to do. I want to find out what God wants, and I want to run. I want to run to what he wants. I don't want to run to what I want. I don't want to run to what my neighbors want. I don't want to run to what my friends want. I want to find out what God wants for my life, and I want to run. I don't want to stop. I want to go as fast as I can. You boys ought to get full of the Holy Ghost and run all the days of your life. You girls ought to get full of God and run for Jesus. You don't have to go to the world. You young people ought to run. And the Bible said the Spirit of God told him to go, and he ran. Well, what if we had that attitude, that we ran, that we ran to what he had for us? <laughs> it's real important to do what he asked. It's real important to do what he asked. Bible said he ran. <laughs> I feel like shouting about that. <laughs> we ought to run. We ought to run. I'm telling you, I've wasted enough time. I've made enough of a mess. I've had enough sin. I've caused enough trouble doing what I want to do. Boy, what if somebody just made up their mind this morning they were going to run and do what God asked them to do? I'm telling you, God is bigger than your attitude. He's bigger than your problem. He's bigger than your situation. He's bigger than your circumstances. You ought to run this morning to what he has for you. I wouldn't waste no time. I wouldn't waste no energy. I'm telling you, I've wasted enough time and energy, uh, running for myself, doing what I wanted, making a mess of my life. Somebody ought to run for Jesus this morning. Bible said he ran. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I'm glad there was somebody that ran along to me. There was somebody that ran to me. I'll tell you who it was. There's an old preacher man ran up a dirt road one day, knocked on the door, and it was my Uncle George's, and he got right with God. And my Uncle George got fired up for God. He ran to a bus. He was running a bus route, picking up kids. My mom and daddy was out of town. My Uncle George come by my grandparents and picked me up, and he run me to church. And there was a preacher preaching that morning. He was running for God. He let it rip, and I said, I want what he's got. And and I got bored again. I'm glad somebody ran to me. I want to run to somebody else. I want to do the same thing for somebody that I've had done for me. I want to be there for somebody like somebody was there for me. I want to run. When God says run. Listen, if you don't, you're going to miss something. <laughs> if you don't run, hurry, and catch up, you're going to miss something. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious there's a whole lot of preaching right there I'm trying to leave but you ought to listen to the spirit of God and you ought to run when he says do something you say well he's done told me to get right with my neighbor you ought to run <laughs> he's done told me to get right with my mom and daddy you ought to run he's done told me to go to the altar you ought to run this morning God help us Bible said he ran and joined himself to that chariot and he heard him read the prophet Elias and said in verse 30, Understandest what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired that Philip would come up and sit with him. And the place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. Like a lamb dumb before his shearers, so he opened not his mouth. Kind of reminds me of what Brother Bagwell was preaching. And in his humiliation... His judgment was taken away. Who shall declare his generation? He did in Psalms 22. Isn't that a blessing? <laughs> he got to declare in last night. Isn't that a blessing? And it said, And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, whom speakest thou the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? And Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. <laughs> 
Boy, that's what we ought to be preaching, isn't it, Jesus? And it said, and they went on their way, and he came unto a certain water. And the eunuch, see, and the eunuch said, see, here's water. <coughs> what doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he, and he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Amen. And he commanded that the chariot stand still, and they went down both to the, into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when he had come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord called away Philip, and the, and the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. Let's pray. Lord, thank you, God, for this scripture this morning. Thank you, God, for Philip running to do what you asked him to do. God, I pray you'd bless this scripture. God, I pray you'd open your word. God, I pray we'd leave different this morning. And we'll give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to show you just very briefly this morning some different things about this eunuch. Uh, and I want to say something to you. Uh, there was a man named Philip. He was a preacher. He was full of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says it. And he was, he was full of the Spirit of God. And he obeyed the Spirit of God. And uh, it was a saved man coming in contact with a lost man. And uh, God help us. God has orchestrated this very thing. And God has done the same thing for you this morning. He's made it where your feet will cross with lost people. I'm telling you. God has made a way for you to be a witness and for you to do these things. But he had to get full of God before he could ever be in the place. He could go and witness and do things. I wonder if Philip would have never went with this man have ever heard. I wonder if this man would have ever crossed paths with anybody. But God had a, God had a meeting place for him. And uh, excuse me, we'll get into that just for a minute. I want to just highlight a few things in this, in this eunuch's life. And uh, then we're going to show you a few things that Philip was doing. And then I'm going to be done this morning. <laughs> if you enjoyed being in church this morning, say amen. amen. Verse 27, it says, And he arose and went. And behold, an Ethiopian, a, a, a eunuch of great authority of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, <coughs> who had a charge of all her treasure, had come to Jerusalem for to worship. I want to show you his social status. I want to say something to you. He was a rich man. <coughs> he was somebody that had authority. He was somebody that had power. He was somebody that had, if somebody looked at him in society, they would say, this man has got it together. This man has got something going on. He's doing good with his life. I want to say something to you. Just because somebody's got money don't mean they're right with God. <laughs> Just because somebody's got a social standing doesn't mean they're right with God. Probably means that probably they're not right with God. <coughs> Excuse me, this this morning, this man had a social standing that we would all look at him and say, man, he's done well with his life. He's done well with his money. He's done well with his opportunities. He's done well in his position. He's done well in what he's got going on. But I want to say something to you. It didn't matter about his social status. I want to say something to you. Money won't get you to heaven this morning. Social status won't get you to heaven this morning. I don't care if you're the most popular person around. That won't get you any merit with God this morning. He had a social status. But let's look at his scriptural standing. Verse 28, it says, He was returning, sitting in his chariot, read, Elias the prophet. Y'all see what he was doing? Somebody had gave him a Bible. Thank God somebody was handing out Bibles in Jerusalem. I feel like shouting. We ought to get some Bibles and get them handed out. I got a case of them coming, Brother Josh. I feel good about it too. Somebody I'll say amen right there. I won't be like Brother Gant Morgan, hand out some Bibles. <laughs> That's good, ain't it? <laughs> this man had a Bible. Listen, he was coming. I want y'all to get this. He was coming from Jerusalem, the center of worship at the time. And he still didn't understand the scriptures. Y'all see that? He still didn't understand what God was doing in his life. He, the Bible said he had been to worship, but he wasn't worshiping the same God we're worshiping. He was, he was worshiping religion. He was worshiping what he had going on instead of what God had going on. And the Bible, the Bible said that he had a Bible and he was reading the lies of the prophet. And uh, I want to say something to you about Philip right there. God told him to join himself to his, his chariot. 
And Philip ran. All right. He got there, and the Bible said that Philip heard him read. I'm glad Philip didn't say, you know what? He's got a Bible, and he's reading it. He's probably okay. <laughs> Y'all know how we do, don't you? We, we, we try to make excuses of how to make ourselves feel good about our neighbor or our family member that's lost because they show a little bit of spirituality. We say, you know what? We actually don't have to say what God told us to tell them because they're okay. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all know everybody that you talk to at work is going to say something about the Bible or at school. They're going to say something. And I'm glad Philip had enough discernment about him instead of going what he thought because that's what I thought too. I'd have ran up there. All right, God. Philip got down to, he got down to where he's going in Gaza and he's looking around. I want to be like Philip. I can't get past that. He done went and he's standing down there in the desert. All right, Lord. I came to I came to do what you told me to do. Now what? He said, You see that chariot? Go join yourself. <laughs> and he ran. And he ran. He got there, and before he got there, he could hear him reading that Bible. <laughs> I want to say something to you. Reading the Bible won't get you to heaven this morning. Reading the Bible doesn't get you any merit with God this morning. Reading Bible's not so you can check a little list and say, All right, Lord, I've done you a favor this morning. And he got over there and he heard him reading. But I'm glad Philip went on a little further instead of just saying, Oh, he's, he's saved, Lord. He's coming from worship. He's coming from Jerusalem. He's got a Bible. He's doing okay. His spiritual understanding, scriptural, excuse me, his scriptural understanding was he did not understand. Look what it said. And it said, if you heard him reading, he said, and he said, How can I understand this what thou readest? And he said, how can I except some man should guide me? And he desired that Philip, that he would come and sit with him. You know what? I've heard a lot of this lately for some reason. People say, I'm not going to listen to no man. Y'all heard that? <laughs> He's just a man. I don't care what he says. Y'all heard anything like that before? <laughs> he ain't God. He's just a man. Y'all ever heard anything like that? <laughs> Some reason I've heard that lately. And I know this, this is just a little preaching this morning. Is that all right? He's not going to tell me what to do. He's a man just like me. Y'all ever heard that? You know what this man said? He said, I wouldn't even know if it wasn't for a man that could guide me. Y'all, I, I, I'm telling you, I done, I done heard it this week. This just really grinds my gears. Trying not to, it ain't y'all's fault, you know. <laughs> he said if it wasn't for this man I would have never understood how can I except some man should guide me listen it was and the Bible said he took him and he started that scripture and preached unto him Jesus that man told him about the man isn't that a blessing this man he's asked him he said is the prophet talking about himself or some other and Philip was real quick to let him know it was Jesus. See, that, the, that man that's telling about the man will always point to the man. Y'all listening? That man will always point to the man. He said, how can I? God, we, we ought to shout for about three days that God sent us a man. <laughs> we ought to shout that God sent us a man to guide us and lead us and show us the right way and show us when we don't understand. By the way, this man was rich. He had great authority. And he still <clears throat> didn't have enough pride just to say, I don't understand. I don't understand. It's all right to say things like, I don't know. It's all right to say things like, I need help. I'm not sure. It's all right to say things like, help me. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with this decision. I don't know what to do with this problem. Help. I don't understand. Listen, you don't have to always have it figured out. You don't ever have to always put the facade up that you're okay and your family's okay and everything's hunky-dory. Why don't you just get humble yourself this morning and say things like, I need help, preacher. I need help, mama. I need help, dad. 
ready. God, I need you this morning. God, help us. We're all a mess. We all got problems. We all got sin. Why don't you drop your pride this morning and say we need help. We need help. God, help us. God, help us. You ain't always got it all figured out. You don't always have to. Somebody that's always saying, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right, yeah, 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 yeah. Hush, hush this morning. You don't always got it figured out. We don't always got it figured out. We don't always know the answer. God, help us. You need help. I need help. Drop your stinking rotten pride and get you some help this morning. He said, how can I accept some man? There's been a lot of times where men have put input in my life and they put help in my life and I really didn't understand until they did. Y'all ever had that happen? His scriptural understanding was he didn't understand. Verse 35, it said, Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And they went on their way and they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, see, here's water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And he was saying, everything that all people always say, the only, they always think of one or two things when they're lost. They always bring up one or two things. They already say something about their Bible, something about joining the church, or they say something about baptism. Y'all ever had that happen? You ask somebody if they're saved, they'll say, well, I must baptize. Or they'll say, well, I'm a member at so-and-so's church. Or they'll say something about some experience they had or maybe something their grandmother said. Anybody know what I'm talking about? His spiritual state was he was lost. And he didn't understand. He didn't realize what all was going on in his life. And uh, listen, you may be here this morning. You may be lost. And you may need help from a man. You may need help from the Bible to understand you may need help for somebody to understand the scriptures. The Bible said Philip preached Jesus unto him. He said the only spiritual thing he could think of. Hey, here's water. We can fix this right now. Let's get baptized. Y'all, that's what they say, by the way. I want to say something to you. Baptism won't save you. If you're trusting in your baptism this morning, that won't get you to heaven. And it said... And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And it, his salvation, it was simple. It was simple. He just believed God. He just believed what, what Philip was preaching Jesus. He believed he, Philip was preaching him Calvary. They read Elias how he was, he was led. Y'all, we just read it. You can go back and see it. And I wonder what all Philip said to him. I wondered Philip tell him, hey, Jesus died for your sins. I wonder if Philip said, Jesus came and lived in Bethlehem and he lived a sinless life. He lived till he's 33 and a half years old. He went to an old cross and he died and he stretched his arms between heaven and earth and he died and he's, he took your place. He took your sin and he died on the cross and he rose again on the third day. And he said, if you believe, <laughs> thou mayest. <laughs> and, he, and the Bible said they went down in the water and his salvation was simple. They, he, he was baptized after he was saved. By the way, you got to be saved before you're baptized. <laughs> you got to be saved before you're baptized. And uh, if not, you uh, <clears throat> need to work that out this morning. But Philip, he baptized him, and this man was saved. And it was all because a spiritual saved man listened to God. Y'all listening? Do you realize how important it is that we do what God asks us to do? This man, he was in Samaria. There was great joy in the city. Brother Seth, things were going wonderful. <laughs> things were going wonderful and they were having revival Bible said they, they, they received the word of God gladly and God said alright Philip I got somewhere else I want you to go <laughs> and he went and there was somebody there was a sinner depending on him y'all know there's sinners depending on us oh boy I wish y'all could see my heart this morning 
Listen, it's more than about you. It's more than about me. It's more than about our agenda. If you're saved this morning, it's more than about you living the American dream. It's more than you having this or having that. God has saved you and he set you aside and he's worked in your life and it's because he wants you to give him glory and it's because he's got sinners. He wants you to help get saved. And there was a spiritual man obeyed the spirit of God and a lost man got saved out in the desert because of it. God help us. I want to be in a place where God can use me to see people saved. Is anybody with me this morning? I want, I want when he says to run, I want to run. I want when he says go, I want to go. I want to, when he says stay, I want to stay. I want to be in the perfect will of God. Is anybody with me this morning? And it's more, I, I wish you could see it's more than what we want. It's more than what we have. It's more than our agenda. There was a sinner waiting, and Philip had to go to get him. I want to show you three things <clears throat> this, this Ethiopian man had to do. And, it, and this spiritual man had a big play in it. This spiritual man had a big play. How shall they hear without a preacher? How? <laughs> They're not. They're not going to hear. And it said, let's look at it. Let's look at it. Verse number 29. It said, I'm just about done this morning. I know it's a little different, but that's all right. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. This is a twofold thing. I've been preaching this. I preached this before, and I'm preaching it to the lost, but I'm going to tell you something. I believe, the, I believe some saved people can listen to this this morning and get you some help. And uh, I believe God, I believe God wants to do something here this morning. I'll be honest with you. He's filled this place this morning, and uh, his presence has been here this morning. We, I'm telling you, we ought to shout for about three days that he's come in this place with us. As messed up as we are and messed up as I am, I'm glad he came in here and filled my soul this morning. Thank God. I'm telling you, he knows me, and he still helps me. Isn't that a blessing? But in order for this man to be saved, there had to be several things take place. And listen, I understand. I want to make this clear to you that somebody can get saved off by themselves. Listen to me. I want you to hear me this morning. So you, somebody off in the backside of Africa somewhere can get saved right by themselves if they've heard the word and heard the story of Jesus. I want you to hear me this morning. Somebody can get saved right by themselves and they can believe God. But most of the time here, there has to be a leading of the Spirit. There has to be a leading of the Spirit on both sides. There has to be a saved person that's willing to obey the Spirit of God. And there has to be a lost person willing to obey the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God has to be present for somebody to be saved. Is anybody with me this morning? God has to prick your heart. The Holy Ghost has to be present for you to be born again. The Holy Ghost has to be present. There has to be a leading of the Spirit. Verse number 28, he said, How can I except some man should guide me? Verse 31, and uh, I want to say something to you. I'm just about done. This is on both sides. There has to be a learning of the Scriptures. I'm not saying there has to be a Bible present for somebody to be saved. But there has to be somewhere somebody has heard from the Bible. That's where we get our salvation from, by the way. It's from the scripture. We don't get our salvation from some goofy feeling. We don't get our salvation from some goofy grandmother. God help us. We get our, we get our salvation story. We get our script based right out of the scripture. If you did it like the Bible said do it, you're saved this morning. And uh, the, the scripture, there has to be a learning of the scripture in order for you to be saved. Say, what do you mean by that? There has to be a time where somebody not necessarily took an open Bible and showed you, but you had to hear, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You had to hear that, gee, for God so loved the world. 
Not necessarily them verses. Please don't get me wrong this morning. But somebody somewhere had learned the Bible and showed you in the Bible what it said or showed you from the Bible. Maybe through preaching. Maybe through testimony. Maybe through a gospel track. Somewhere, some way, somebody learned you the scriptures. And that's how we get saved. That's how we get saved. And uh, we get saved based out of the scriptures. It's not about a feeling. It's not about uh, what somebody else said or what somebody else felt. We don't base our testimony on somebody else's testimony. We don't base our feelings on somebody else's feelings. It's not some little word or some little something. We base our testimony, we base our lives, we base our salvation on the scriptures. Let me tell you a quick story. When I was a little boy, I told you about me getting saved. And uh, I, I got saved, and I don't know if anybody wrote it down, but I sure didn't write it down. I got older, Brother Josh. I've I always just believed I got saved. I trusted God. I don't remember everything the preacher said that day. I don't remember everything happened that day. I remember that God was moving in there that day. And I needed what they had. And I got a little older, and I'd made some bad decisions. I got in a mess. I still, I got saved here. So I had a preacher, God help him. I was at junior camp in between this, and he pulled me aside and started questioning me about being saved. I got nervous. Y'all know what I mean? Anyways, I don't even remember nothing hardly about that day other than him just telling me I was saved. And, uh, so I get a little older, Brother Seth, I got these two instants. I'm like, what in the world? Y'all with me this morning? I'm going somewhere now. And I was like, man, did I get saved here? Did I get saved here? And I was really confused, honestly. I'll just be honest with you. I didn't know what to do, and I, I felt like I was saved. And uh, so I got a little older. And I, Lord called me to preach, and I, I knew I was saved. I, I just couldn't, I didn't know for sure if I was, which time? I'll be honest with you. I'm just being honest. Is that too, is that too honest this morning? And uh, I was getting ready to preach one, one morning, and I was, I was so distraught about it. I was so burdened about it. By the way, if you don't know about your salvation this morning, it, it ought to disturb you. You ought to be distraught about it. You ought to be upset about it. You ought to be shook up about it. You ought to work it out this morning. And so I got down and prayed. I said, Lord, I can't live like this. You're going to you're gonna have to show me. I said, if I'm lost, I want to get saved. I mean, the whole works. Y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so I got down there beside where my Bible was. I prayed and I got up and I, I got in my Bible. And I opened it up and I was reading in Hebrews and God gave me Hebrews 10, 23. Hold fast thy profession of faith without wavering for he is faithful that promise. And I about tore my, I, we lived in a little one bedroom, one bath house, it had green carpet. I about ripped, it had green wallpaper. I about ripped it. I about tore the place up shouting in there by myself, brother Seth. God nailed down my salvation. Hallelujah to God. He nailed it down for me. And uh, 10 years later, I was reading in 1 Peter. And y'all know that word. It said, it, I, I would take it and read it to you, but it said we have a more sure word of prophecy. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Talking about the scriptures, talks about the grass fading away, but the word of God standeth forever. And here's what Peter told him. In this very text, he said, I was in the mount, and I heard the voice. He was telling experiences that he had with God. Y'all remember that? I, I wish you'd go read it. It'll help you. But here's what he said, Brother Josh. He said, but we have a more sure word. We have a more sure word. <laughs> I feel like shouting this morning about it. And God showed me with that Bible verse. That what he did for me that day, he gave me that word. He shored up my salvation. Does that make sense to you? He shored up my salvation. And now, see, 
my memory, I'm getting older. I'm not that old now, but I'm getting older. Not quite as old as Brother Josh, but getting pretty old. That was funny, wasn't it? Yeah, y'all. <laughs> y'all <laughs> My memory fades me of the day that I got saved. The older I get, Brother Josh, the more I can't remember about that day. I remember the place. I remember what happened, but I don't remember what I was wearing that day. It just goes on. I, my memory fades me. <clears throat> but you know what I got now? I've got a more sure word. <laughs> now, if I ever doubt, I don't go back to the experience. I hope this is all right this morning. I go back to that Bible verse that God gave me. Hold fast thy profession of faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And God shored up my salvation. And you know what? I may get old, and I may forget every single thing that happened the day that I got saved. But that Bible verse God gave me will never fade away. <laughs> it's forever settled in heaven. I won't never forget it. And if I do, it won't never leave. Is anybody with me this morning? In order to be saved, there has to be an understanding of the scriptures. We get our salvation doctrine from the scriptures. And God will show whatever it is. <clears throat> Listen. If I would have been lost, I believe God would have gave me a verse and told me I was lost. Is anybody with me? We learn what we learn about our lives in the scriptures. We talk to God through prayer. He talks to us through scripture. You seniors about to graduate, you want to know what you need to do with your life? You need to find out what this Bible tells you to do. You ought to get you book, chapter, and verse. Something you can grab a hope to, something you can listen to, something you can pray over. You don't need to make one decision. I wouldn't go to a job. I wouldn't go to a college unless I had book, chapter, and verse. God help us. Because your feelings is going to go away. And the fun is going to surely go away. <laughs> Y'all listening? The fun's going to be gone. But you've got to have something you can grab. You got to have something you can look at. And God help us. If you're here this morning struggling with your salvation, you ought to ask God to nail it down with you in the scriptures. You ought to ask, that takes away all the goofiness. That takes away all the feelings. That takes away all the should I or would I or could I or did I. Anybody know what I'm talking about? This man had to have an understanding of the scriptures in order to be saved. There's a, there's a little boy come down Sunday. There's actually two. And one of them, I read the Bible to him. He got saved. He's about 10. His buddy was with him. It's actually his cousin. He wanted to pray. I talked to him. He didn't understand. I told him, I said, it's all right, buddy. I said, the Lord will show it to you one of these days. And I sent him back to his seat. One of them understood the scriptures. One of them didn't. I wasn't going to talk the one that didn't understand it into a, salva a false salvation. And uh, there has to be an understanding of the scriptures in order to be saved. There has to be somebody. I'm not saying there's got to be a Bible present. But there had to be somebody somewhere shine some light on the Bible. And teach you salvation doctrine out of the Bible in order for you to be saved. We ought to pause right there and shout for about three days that we got a Bible that nothing's wrong with. It's not got any problems in it. It's, it's the King James Bible. It's still as pure as the day that God pinned it down. Thank God we got the scriptures. You young people ought to really fall in love with your Bibles and really read and pray and spend time with God in your Bible. And he'll talk to you. Has God ever highlighted a verse for you? <laughs> don't that feel good don't that feel good when you know God's speaking and you know he spoke it to you you ought to find you some verses that God I'm not talking about listen you can I'm not talking about that this morning I'm talking about when you're in your daily reading I'm talking about when the preacher's preaching and God highlights a verse to you y'all know what I'm talking about you ought to live your life like that you know how you're going to keep from messing up living your life by the scriptures this man had to have an understanding of the scriptures verse number 35 then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus and, he, and they went on their way and he told him what doth hinder me to be baptized 
And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water. And, Philip, and both Philip and the, and the eunuch, and he baptized him. I want to say in order for this man to be saved, there had to be a listening to the sermon or to the preaching. Say, what do you mean by that? He had to take heed to what he had heard. He had to take heed to what he had heard. Philip could have preached Jesus unto him until he was blue in the face. But unless this man took heed to what he was hearing, it wouldn't do him a lick of good. The Bible said don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers also. Your preacher can get up here on Sunday and Wednesday and Sunday night and preach his guts out and sweat and shout and have the power of God on him. But until you take heed unto the preaching, it'll just be going in one ear and out the other. You want to know why somebody will come in service and they'll come in with their attitude and they'll come in with their walls up and they'll hear some of the best preaching and singing and whatever, the presence of God, and they leave how to hear the same way they came. It's because they didn't take heed to the preaching. They didn't listen to the preaching. And that's what this man did in order for him to be saved. He had to listen and take heed. And that's the same way with somebody that's saved already. In order for God, listen, God uses the foolishness of preaching to save them what's lost. But he also uses preaching. You know what? I was listening to a preacher the other day. They said, if you want to find out what the will of God is, you ought to start listening to your preacher preach. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good preaching right there. They were doing it to me and it was good. You ought to listen what God gave him to give you and that'll help you guide your life. In order for this man to be saved, he had to listen to the preaching. There's been a whole lot of people hear the preaching but not do anything about it. And they left in the same way they were, whether they were lost or they were saved by the will of God. They didn't listen to the preaching. And you can have the best preaching, and you can have the best sermon, you can have the best Bible, literature, it don't matter. But unless you take heed to it, it does you no good. It does you no good. Wouldn't it be a shame for us to be able to come in here and hear this preaching, Brother Mike, Brother Josh, and hear all these words from the Bible and leave, not leave here different. Wouldn't that be a shame? Wouldn't that be a shame right here? Girls, y'all about to graduate right here at the end of school. How many more days? Y'all got two weeks left. And God swept in here with an old-fashioned, holy at nighttime, Holy Ghost revival. And his presence had been here in the mornings. Wouldn't it be a shame not to take heed what God tried to give y'all right before y'all went out the door? Wouldn't that be a shame? God help us. Some of, you, some of you boys getting ready for summer. Summer. I'm going to tell you what summer will do for you. It'll either make you or break you. Y'all listening? Have y'all ever heard that before? <laughs> I'm telling you. Brother Seth, summer will either be really good for them or it'll be really bad for them. I'm just telling you. It, it'll really help you for God or it'll really hurt you. And it's your decision. It's your decision. And I wouldn't let this summer go by without doing something for God. I wouldn't let camp go by. I wouldn't let what God is trying to do in your life this year. Listen, just because school's out, just because nothing much is going on, it don't mean you're supposed to go mess your life up. It doesn't mean you're supposed to go get wicked somewhere. God help us. This summer could either make you or break you this year. You ought to give this summer to God, fellas. Ladies, you ought to give this summer to God. I wonder, I wonder what you'd do. He had to listen to the preaching. Not only did he hear it, but he took heed. You know what Timothy told Paul? Paul told Timothy, excuse me. He said, take heed unto thyself and unto doctrine. And in doing so, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. You know who's watching you? really watching you and really care they really care about what y'all say and really care about what y'all do and they really really care about how y'all act and you know what they're going to do they're going to do what you do 
I promise you, I'm telling you, it's so serious. They're going to do exactly what you do. If you go out on the playground and act foolish and act dumb and act stupid, that's what they're going to do. I'm telling you. If you have a terrible attitude, that's what they're going to have. I sure don't want to lead anybody wrong, do you? He said, take heed. If w- Listen, I know school's about out, <laughs> but I love Christian school. I'm telling you, I love Christian school. I wish I'd have went to Christian school so bad, God let me go to one for about 10 more years after I even graduated. <laughs> That's what Nathan, Nathan, he didn't really graduate. He's still... He's got his own cubicle. He's still doing. He's still. He's. They say he's coming to help. They say he's coming to help. But y'all seen him over, haven't you? you? Do they have this in Georgia? They got it in Alabama. It's called No Child Left Behind. <laughs> I can talk to him about it. That's what Samantha always told him. Well, the reason I graduated is because I got in that No Child Left Behind program. <laughs> I took the graduation exams and passed every one of them. Thank you very much. You had to pass them at my school to graduate. Did y'all have to do that? Woo, that was tough. That was tough. Glad I made that. <laughs> I love Christian school. But it would take about a half of you to get a terrible attitude and just about ruin the whole thing for everybody. I'm being honest with you. Not even a whole one of you, just about a half of one of you. It gets you a terrible attitude and it runs down in these little classes and it ticks your teacher off and then it messes up supper that night. I mean, it messes up weeks and weeks. <laughs> I'm telling that right now. You guys love school, don't you? <laughs> Thank God for the Christian school. You ought to take heed to what God has given you at this Christian school. You ought to, you ought to, you ought to take heed to every Bible verse you memorize. You ought to take heed to every song you learn. You ought to take heed to every bit of preaching you get to hear. This man would have never made it anywhere, Brother Josh, if he hadn't listened. To the preaching. He could have read that Bible. Listen, he was reading the Bible. He was coming from worship. And it didn't do him a lick of good until he took heed to what the preacher was preaching. And the preacher was preaching Jesus. Come on, Brother Josh. You would this morning. Take advantage this morning of what God has done in your life. 